Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. A little later in the program, we'll talk to Laurie Hahn. He's a former RCAF fighter pilot and uh, flew the CF-18s. And uh, Laurie Hahn, uh, of course, also a member of Parliament in the Stephen Harper government. But Laurie Hahn has a real issue with the uh, federal government buying the Super Hornet jets. And he's been speaking out very directly about that. The F-35 is the plane he believes Canada should have. But because he's been speaking out, his honorary colonelship has been removed. So we're going to talk to uh, Laurie Hahn about all of that a little later on the show. Yesterday we spoke about M103, Motion M103, which uh, is urging Parliament to study Islamophobia and other hate against religious groups and uh, have 240 days to come back in with a recommendation on how to stop Islamophobia in Canada. There's been a lot of opinion on M103. There are new stories you've probably heard today. A dozen or so people carrying anti-Muslim signs confronted worshippers at their Toronto mosque, and there's concern that this may be because of the M103 controversy. Joining me to speak about M103 and uh, share their views with us are the co-chairs of the Muslim-Jewish Dialogue of Toronto, Professor David Nitkin and Mr. Tariq Khan. Um, Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time. Our pleasure. Professor uh, Nitkin, let me start with you. M103, what's the concern? Where's the, where's the most fundamental concern with M103? I think um, we're living in a climate where fear of Islam is being equated with either hatred or racism. And the concern with this particular bill is it doesn't talk about... Um, religious discrimination generally. It talks about a very particular kind of religious discrimination called Islamophobia. And the reality is those of your uh, listeners that want to go online and look at the United Nations Human Rights Council will see that internationally, among the 40 countries that voted in the Human Rights Council on a definition of Islamophobia, This is an anti-Muslim belief, rather it's the opposite. In other words, in international law, you are not permitted to criticize the prophet, and you are not permitted to criticize Islam under penalty of death. And so a seeming bad choice of words may be indicative of a more serious problem, and the reason why uh, Tariq and I, my partner in the Muslim-Jewish dialogue, wrote to the Prime Minister is that the majority of people that we listened to in the Muslim-Jewish dialogue, the Muslims there, were very, very much afraid. They fled Pakistan and India. They know what Sharia law is, and they're very much afraid of any society, let alone a Canadian democracy, that would specifically hurt freedom of expression. If you're concerned about radical Islam, if you're a moderate Muslim, or you're a Muslim cleric except for the extremists, you are most vulnerable if Sharia law gets 
developed in this country, and you cannot criticize Islam. Mr. Khan, I looked at that letter that you and Professor Nitkin sent to the Prime Minister, and you include the working definition of Islamophobia that's been adopted by a collection of Arab states, and it's in in your letter, and and the quotation marks, any criticism of Islam should be called Islamophobia and should be haram, forbidden, and punished by death. And that's what Professor Nitkin just said. In your words, when, when, when you hear me read those words, when you hear Professor Nitkin say those words, what's the impact on you? First, uh, I would like to say that I totally agree what David has just described and would like to add this definition is refused by overwhelming majority of the Canadian Muslims but accepted by those who are the supporters of the M103. Arabs do not represent all Muslims, especially the non-Arab Muslims who are in majority. Islamophobia is a beginning in disguise for Sharia law and for obtaining concessions in immigration. I fear M103 will open doors for brotherhood mindset, sleeping cells to move forward. Canadian Muslims are very well protected by Canadian laws. Motion M103 will marginalize Muslims from other communities. So it is your concern, and I look at uh, again at the letter that uh, you both sent to the Prime Minister, it is yes. your concern that... Um, that groups close to the Muslim Brotherhood are trying to create a form, and quoting from your letter, a form of Sharia blasphemy law. So there are groups within Canada that are closely associated, if I understand you correctly, with the Muslim Brotherhood, and it's their objective to create, quote, form a form of Sharia blasphemy law. Is that correct? Correct, and I just mentioned that uh, it is the beginning in disguise for Sharia law and for obtaining concessions in immigration. Uh, Professor Nitkin, when when you hear politicians in Parliament, the Liberal Party particularly and the New Democrats, say that it's just a motion and it's important and it's necessary that this be done, and motions don't become law. When when you hear that. What what would you say to them? And then the conservatives offered a a, a rewritten version of M one hundred three, which sounded to me, frankly, a lot like let's not let's not um, sacrifice any votes. Um, so so when you hear that it's it's really just a motion, what do you say? I think um, it's the leading edge of a, a very serious change and threat to uh, freedom of expression here in Canada. I heard in meeting after meeting from um, our Muslim friends who know what blasphemy law is and know the threat that it poses to their existence. I hear them when they talk about cases of uh, forced marriages, when they talk about muta marriage, when they talk about uh, involuntary clitorectomy and infibulation here in Toronto. And this is a problem not of the vast majority of Muslims, but it's a problem that affects them because there are a minority uh, that want to accomplish these things. And I cannot understand how a major political party 
would want to support any form of discriminatory legislation of this kind. If indeed we do have freedom of expression in Canada, and if indeed Tariq is right, and the majority of Muslims are right, that we are protected from religious discrimination, then there has to be an ulterior motive behind this particular motion. And I think there is. And I think if you fear that extremist Islam, that's not uh, hatred. That's not racism. That's a concern for freedom of speech. Both those of us that are uh, in this country a long time, Muslim or otherwise, but also for newer immigrants, many of which uh, have seen the stain and fear Quranic law here. Let me take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll talk more with Professor David Nitkin and Mr. Tariq Khan, the co-chairs of the Muslim-Jewish Dialogue in Toronto. Stay with us on The Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network. Have a comment about today's show? Visit RoyGreenShow.com. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Motion M103 has been a talking point and uh, an issue of controversy in Canada, certainly this week and leading up to this week, and it was uh, brought forward in in Parliament on, uh, I think it was Wednesday. So M103 with me are Dr. David Netkin, co-chair of the Muslim-Jewish Dialogue of Toronto, and his co-chair Tariq Khan. Um, Mr. Khan, you mentioned that uh, there's no Islamophobia problem in Canada. You said that a few minutes ago, and you say it in the letter to the Prime Minister, no discrimination against Muslims, and that existing Canadian laws protect Muslims as they do everyone else in this country. If we were to go out on the street of any Canadian city and speak to a group of Muslims just uh, as as we meet each other um, without, without intent, we just sort of bump into each other. If we asked Muslims in that kind of forum whether they support M103 or not, what would we hear? What would they say? Well, first I would like to say that uh, Muslims are not living in Canada since yesterday. They are here probably since 1950s, and they were completely comfortable, and their fourth generation is now living in Canada, and there was no issue of any kind. Uh, with Muslims. Recently, when this Arab influence came over here and uh, the number of mosques started increasing, this whole situation has erupted. And uh, the hijab, naqab, and uh, barqa, they have uh, created the biggest problem. And uh, Otherwise, Muslims, uh, you cannot recognize Muslims uh, uh, walking on the streets or shopping in the malls, and etc. They have marginalized us. And uh, this uh, motion 103, which has come up in the parliament, is, uh, has been tabled by a member of parliament. She backed only 27,520 votes where the number the total number of voters in his in a riding was 
80,912. The voters were 57%, 57.6% were Christians, 16.2% Muslims, and 15.7% non-believers. This MP has no right to represent the Canadian Muslims. This is all created by her, and uh, I do not uh, understand why the party, Liberal Party, is supporting us. I didn't mean to suggest that we would be able to recognize people who are Muslim simply by the way they're dressed or by looking at people. What I was saying is if we sort of inadvertently bump into people in, over a period of a day and we find out they're Muslim, we ask them about M103, how do you feel about it, what would they say? I think you just answered my question. Uh, what about, uh, what's the potential downside of M103? What's the downside that uh, that concerns you um, most, uh, Dr. Nitkin? Has there been any uh, any sense that they would serve to encourage anti-Semitic attacks? I don't think so. Um, I don't think passing this motion is going to necessarily uh, put anti-Semitic uh, attacks anymore uh, into profile. Please understand that the number of attacks on blacks far exceeds the number of attacks on Jews. The number of attacks on blacks and Jews far exceeds the number of sexual orientation. And those three categories and others are far ahead the actual number of Muslim uh, or anti-Muslim incidents. So you need to put things into numeric perspective. There may be three times the number of Muslims as Jews, but Jews have 2.5 times the number of uh, attacks against us um, as would um, the Muslim community. I think the bigger issue is I respect uh, my Muslim brothers and sisters, and if they are saying to me, we have years and generations of experience with the Muslim Brotherhood. We see it arising and gaining vigor and strength in Canada, and if you're going to play into their hands and actually begin to create a language which says we can't criticize those people that are actually a threat to our lives as Muslims, let alone as Jews, then we all have something to learn. And if they're the canary here, which is most vulnerable, they're calling out to their fellow Canadians to protect us and to protect yourselves, because this is the leading edge of movements that we're seeing in this country and others to, in effect, reduce freedom of expression. Mr. Khan, and, and yet you have the Prime Minister of Canada and you have the Liberal Party of Canada standing firmly with M103. Uh, pardon? You have, you still have the Prime Minister of this country, Mr. Trudeau, and you have the governing party, the, the Government of Canada, the Liberal Party of Canada. They are firmly in favor of M103. Did you hear back from the Prime Minister? Did, he, did you receive any correspondence from his office to, to your letter? The short answer is no. Uh, we sent letters to our individual MPs as well as to the Prime Minister, and we didn't even have the courtesy of acknowledgement uh, of um, the letter. Uh, within the last half day, we've gotten a form letter which uh, dismisses the letter, but in such a way that it's clear it's a form letter, and they haven't actually read uh, the letter in detail. And the, the raison d'etre for the uh, Muslim-Jewish dialogue is that you have a group of people who will actually meet and speak to each other about issues that matter, not in an official sense, 
but in a very significantly important personal way. I think we all want to see um, greater harmony and greater tolerance uh, in our community. The Jews perhaps brought into these meetings before they met uh, our, our Muslim brothers and sisters that all Muslims were violent and that they were uh, potential terrorists. And the Muslim attendees may have had the stereotype that all Jews were rich and controlled the media. Neither of those stereotypes is correct, but you don't eliminate stereotypes uh, without meeting directly in, in dialogue. Okay. I think the concern particularly on this bill was when Erwin Cutler himself, the former liberal minister of justice, said Islamophobia is not a word you want in this bill. Either take it out and let ref- let's refer to all religious discrimination or call it anti-Muslim. And the woman who's proposed this bill is well known to the intelligence community, as is her father. Uh, the information is available on any news website that you choose to go to. She deliberately said, no, thank you. The bill stays as is. She knows what she's trying to do, which is to perpetuate stereotypes and not allow us to be able to respect different communities. What's the one question in about the minute we have left, Professor Nitkin? What's the one question Canadians need to be asking themselves about this motion and about what you've just shared with us? I think it is... Um, If you're a liberal, if you're concerned with human rights, if you're concerned with Canadian values, you have to decide, is it in the best interests of Muslims in the majority uh, to pass a motion of this kind? And clearly, Tariq and I are saying, and we're listening as people express themselves day after day, this is a danger. I'd respect that community. Gentlemen, thank you very much for uh, taking the time. Mr. Kahn, thank you, and uh, Professor Nitkin, good to talk to you both. Thanks. Our pleasure. Thank you. The Roy Green Show on the Coros Radio Network, and my number is 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. We talked a bit about M103 yesterday. We'll continue the dialogue now, and we'll take your calls and ask you whether you're... And I'd like to hear from some Muslim participants in, in, in uh, answering this question that... Um, that uh, Professor Nitkin asked, and really it is, is it in the interest, best interest, of Canada and Canadians, all Canadians in this country, to have M103 uh, as part of the discussion about Muslims and, and about being Muslims and Islamophobia, or is it really not to the best in the best interest of this country and of, of the people of Canada? Uh, 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. The government of Canada says, yes, it is, and it's going to go ahead. Um, Professor Nitkin and Mr. Com said, no, and there's an agenda behind it. Your opinions on The Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network when we come back.